Mercy, open your mouth. Spread your legs. Clear. You already know what it is, your boy Pistol Pete. Welcome to Dog in the Yard. It's that yard talk. Today we got G from Brooklyn. G went to jail at 18 years old for armed robbery. Um, you know, like a lot of us, you know, 18 years old, nothing you could really tell them, you know, running around the street, getting caught up with the street life, hustling and doing other shit in the street. You know, he wound up in Braggers Island, C-74. Uh, they offer him seven years for armed robbery. He didn't take it. He got 25 flat. Um, with all that being said, let's welcome G to the dog in the yard. Y'all talk with your boy, Pistol Pete. Hey, man, I want to just take the time out to thank my guys up there, Jake and Ben, for doing an amazing job with this pen. This is that Dom CBD pen. These guys take their time doing this pen. It tastes great. They do them three different flavors, berry, mint, and mango. My favorite is berry, just to let you know, guys. You know, I know a lot of people out there dealing with pain, you know, dealing with anxiety, the way I deal with anxiety. And I'm telling you guys, it works for me. If you want to place your order today, you're more than welcome. You just hit up domecbd.co, punch in the code, dog in the yard, and you get your 15% off early. So for those people that's out there that's going through it right now and is stressed out in the house, that don't smoke marijuana, trust me, my brothers. This CBD pen does it all, man. Place your order today, man. It's your boy Pistol Pete, dog in the yard. You already know. When you're in that Tampa Bay area, make sure you reach out to my boy Gus Torres, man. If you want anything that has to do with real estate, man, make sure you hit him up. You get the lowest prices and the finest houses, man. Trust me when I tell you. But don't forget to mention my name. You already know that Pistol Pete will get you that early discount. And that's my brother, man, Gus Torres. You already know, out in the Tampa Bay area. Make sure you hit him up, man. Sell, buy, invest, all that. Make sure you hit him up, man, because he focused with that out there. Tampa Bay, you already know, it's your boy Pistol, man. Get at me. You already know what it is, your boy Pistol Pete. And when you're in that Boynton Beach area, make sure you see my boy, man. If you're trying to get lined up, shaped up, and you need that privacy, make sure you see my boy, man, at that private hair studios, man, up in Boynton Beach, man. Gateway, man. And check out my boys up there, man. You know what I mean? They focus, man. My boy Herm, DJ, you know. They out there, you already know. It's super private and it's exclusive. Most importantly, you already know it's your boy Pistol Pete. Dog in the yard. You already know what it is. Your boy Pistol Pete. Welcome to Dog in the Yard. And today's guest, my man G from Brooklyn that did 22 years for armed robbery and burglary. You know what I'm saying? What up, G? How you been, brother? I'm all right. I'm holding on. What you been doing, man? I've been staying busy. Staying busy? Absolutely. So um wanted to uh so I wanted to speak to you about it as far as <clears throat> what what year you went to jail? Nineteen ninety-six. Or oh, ninety-six. Mm-hmm. And um how old you were? Eighteen. Eighteen years old. Wow. You was a young man. Mm-hmm. And um so uh uh where you where you caught your case at? Where the armed robbery and burglary went took place at? Um, Queens County. Okay. So, 
You got caught, and then, well, I mean, where you, where you, where you went to Rackers Island? I got arrested. I got sent to Rackers Island. Um, tell me a little bit about your, about your background. Like, where you from? A little bit, and you know, and then you could tell me you know, everything as far as you know what what transpired a little bit, and you went to Rackers Island. Right. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised in Bushwick and Bedford Stuyvesant. Um, growing up, you know, doing everything normal kids do. Um, I just got caught up in the street life, being like everybody else in, the, in my school and hanging out with guys in the street. Um, I wound up getting in trouble for a crime. Um, it was pretty much peer pressure, hanging out with the wrong people, mm. and I wound up getting locked, locked up. Mm. Um, when I got locked up, I got sent to Rackers Island. From Rackers Island, it's my first time on Rackers Island. Didn't know nothing about it. So you went to what building of Rikers Island you went to? C-74. That's for adolescents. Okay, so, um, and, <clears throat> first time in jail. As an adult. Considered adult. But my right, first time you know, in jail was like, when I was 15, went to Spofford. Oh, okay, so you've been to Spofford before? Yes. What you went to Spofford for? Oh, I went to Spofford for robbery. Okay. So, were you there for a long time? Uh, one in the, I, I went to Spofford. I was there about six months before I got sentenced for a crime one to three. From one to three, I went from Spofford to a juvenile facility upstate. Okay. Goshen Secure Center. I've been I did, through that, too. I did my little one and a half Spofford years. and all that in the Bronx and all that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. All right. Um, so... After that, you just came out and, and, and then you got yourself in, tr- in trouble at 18. I came home. I was in school, doing football, high school football, everything. And I wound up hanging out with the wrong people. I'm trying to do everything I'm supposed to do, but it's like if you don't change your circumstances where you live at, you're going to see the same people. Because, you know, you have this little image that you try to uphold. And people say, oh, yo, what's up? What's going on? Y'all, this is what I'm doing. And you want to help them out. But at the same time, you wind up getting caught up, mm. and that's what happened. So you wind up getting yourself caught up. I wind up getting caught up. Um, I had a choice to make whether or not they want to know the police. You know, they're going to question you, and you got a choice whether or not you want to give up the people that was involved or you take it to trial. That was my choice. I took it to trial. Okay. They so- gave me a plea. They offered a plea of seven years. I wouldn't take it. Because I got to come back to this neighborhood. I live in this neighborhood, so I got to come back here. So I went to trial. I wound up going to trial and I lost. And they gave you what? They wound up giving me 25 years. 25 years? 25 years. 25 to what? 25, flat 25, the maximum robbery. Okay, and um, you went up to, so how long you was on Rikers Island? I was on Rikers Island for approximately, I want to say, about 11 months. Okay, and then that's when you went to trial and so I went to trial. trial and got twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five years. You, you um the only building that you was on Rikers Island was the four building. Only the four building, only the four building as an adolescent. But once you turn nineteen years old, they send you to OBCC. Okay. Or they send you to the adults. At that time, I was in OBCC, so I wound up cutting somebody. Okay, so you went. Okay, so now, so you got yourself in trouble. While you was in jail. Absolutely. And, and C-74. C-74. You cut somebody. 
Absolutely. With what? A razor. And how you managed to do that? Well, it was more like, uh, you know, you, you, you have a way of getting things in prison. Right. And at that time, because of how much time I got, I felt that they gave me time for something that I didn't do. You gave me a mom 25 years. How do you give an 18-year-old 25 years? How? God can't even see down the road. Absolutely. 2021. It's 1996. I can't see that. I can't even see that far. Absolutely. So the anger inside of me, I wound up taking it out on other people. And you got yourself in trouble. I got myself in trouble. So you so you cut the guy. I cut the you guy. You had to dispute for what reason? Um, at the time, I needed to get on the phone. And the guy's telling me, yeah, you got next, you got next. But he's staying on the phone more than an hour. Mm. Bro, I just told you I need to get on the phone. I got some stuff I need to take care of. But he's not trying to hear that. He's not trying to respect the fact that I'm trying to get on the phone. And you want me to wait for an hour? Come on, you bugging. So he just, he thought he he was just thought just like he could just rough you off. Absolutely. Okay, so then you guess, then you cut him. So the, the, obviously, you, what happened then after that? After that, you know, they wind up going to the CO, letting them know what happened. Yo, this guy cut me. They come search me, put me in cuffs, take me out, straight to the OBCC. And what's OBCC? That's the box. That's like the bing. And what is the Sol- bing? Solitaire for, for the people that don't know, and the viewers, and the and you know, and the people that just listen, that we need, you know, me just that's solitaire confinement. Okay. Separate from general population. Okay, and they put you in there. They put me in there. And how long you was there? I was there for the next four months. Okay, four months you was in there. Mm-hmm. 120 days before I got transferred upstate. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, so you already had blue trial, so you were just waiting what? to get... Sentence. Okay, no, to get transferred upstate. Well, blue trial, that's the conviction part. Right. After you get convicted of trial, now you got to wait to be sentenced. Right, okay. So you got 30 days to be sentenced. Mm. So within that 38 time, I want to go on the OBCC. That's when you, okay, I got you. All right, so <clears throat> when you went up top, where you went at? Um, my first place was downstate. Okay. I got the downstate. Um, this is my first time upstate. So you hear the different stories, the preconceived notions about prison. Listen, don't find no cakes and stuff on your bed. You better... You better do something so that nobody take advantage. You don't drop the soap, none of that. <laughs> so that was the that was the that, that's all you had on your mind. Listen, you I'm coming like, uh-huh. exactly from the door, so it won't be no issues. <laughs> so within oh, my shit. first six months upstate and downstate, I wanted them getting three new charges. Okay, because of that right there, I figured that. Listen, I'm gonna set the tone early so there won't be no issues. So the first guy that acts up, he's getting it. Okay, and that's how it went. So then what happened? I mean, <laughs> that's how it went. <laughs> it's like um, the first time, it's like guys questioning you. Where you from? Don't talk to me. Don't, why you asking me questions? You writing a book or something? What? Don't what? What? So now I wind up getting a little razor. I wind up cutting them in the yard. And same thing. The police start running down on you. Listen, put you on the ground, search you, everything. So that's what Take you right to. out. Then they, really, they, they record the yard sessions. While you're in the yard, they record that. So I'm thinking I'm getting away, but that's not the case. They go back and review everything. Wow. So yeah. so, so then you wind up cut. So, so how long before that? Be, be, I mean, you just have, how long that took place before? Um, like when, you, when you came from the city 
jail to upstate New York, you know, prison. That took that's was it within the third the first thirty days of me being in downstate facility. That fast. That fast. Because so, of the preconceived notion that if I'm in prison, ain't nobody gonna take advantage of me. So I'm gonna set set the example from the door. That's what that, that was your mentality. That was my mentality. So and then what happened then? Um after that I went to a hearing to fight the charges on which they gave me for assault. So you so what was the reason? How? What you, what he did, what, what what was the uh the the charge was assault on another inmate. By me cutting him, I got assault on another inmate. So you you go to a tear hearing in order to get it resolved to see whether or not you actually did it or you didn't do it. You gotta prove your innocence. It's the same thing like criminal justice. They give you this quote on due process. Okay. They inform you of what charges has been alleged against you, and you have a right to challenge it. Mm. And this, as I had the right to challenge, I went to the hearing. I lost the hearing. They gave me a, uh, 120 days in the box. And did they give you a new charge? Yes, I got charged, fingerprinted for the new charge. And what was the new? That new charge was assault in the second degree. And what was the outcome? The outcome, I got it dropped down to a fine after a year. To a fine? Yes, to a uh, Class A misdemeanor, which was a part of a plea. If I plead guilty to it, they're going to reduce it down to an A misdemeanor. Okay, so it turned out pretty okay. It turned out pretty okay. Cool. Good shit. You never really hardly hear that shit right there. No, you don't. For real. But that's what forced me to learn the law. Because at the same time when I got charged, I was already a second-time felony offender. Mm. So with me going to court during, them, during that whole eight months, um, the judge looked at my criminal record, and he was like, well, Mr. Wilson, you got to prove to me that you didn't do nothing to this guy. Your, your, criminal, your disciplinary record is identical to your criminal record, in which they looked at some of the stuff that came from Rackers Island also. Yeah, they went back there because you, that's a felony. That's always yes. going to show up. Yes. Mm. I got you. So, um, um, then what happened from that point? I mean, from that point, they wanted to offer me a fifteen to life, just for cutting the guy, because now they was treat me as a persistent, a three time loser. So I was forced to learn the law, going to the law library, learning everything I need to know about this charge. Is there ain't no need for me to be running around cutting people if on, on one hand I'm trying to get out, I'm fighting to get out on one hand, and then I turn around, I'm fighting to stay in. So it's not going to balance out. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn the law. Okay. So what happened then? Um, during that time, I was, went to the law library because mm -hmm. in, in the shoe, they bring the law library to you. Yeah. Okay. There's certain times you could go, they'll escort you to the, the law library or in, or if they don't have nobody available, they'll send you the material to your cell. Now, when you get the material, you study. You got 24 hours with the material. You study it, and then you had to return the material. During it, that's how I learned the law, by me studying all the material. I had 120 days in the box. I might as well learn this information because it's going to be beneficial for later. True. You was just starting the bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So did they add them? So how, at what time, how much time you had, you wound up getting? Like, you know, because you already had. Well, because it's a Class A misdemeanor. It was a fine, so I had to pay the five hundred dollars as a fine. Yeah, no, but okay, so you was good on that one. Yes. So you you remained with the same time and everything remained. Clear. Yes. Okay. So it really wasn't no damage. 
Okay, so you, you got out the box. I got out the box. My next spot was Clinton. Oh, no. From downstate, I went to Southport. Oh, okay. Immediately went to Southport. I What's stayed in Southport? Southport. Southport is the big box. Okay. People that have a lot of time, that's where they send them, like, to the max, the max jails, which is a max facility is where you have a lot of time, whereas opposed to a minimum, you got two to four years. They don't want to mix the two groups. So what they try to do is separate them. If you got more than five years, five to ten years, you'll stay in a minimum or medium or max. It's three categories. If you got ten or more years, they'll send you to a max. If you got under that, you'll go to a medium and or a minimum. But because I had max time, I got sent to Southport Max. It's a box. Oh, okay. So I'll, and that's, that's where you did your box time? Yes. Then when you left from there, you went? I went to Clinton. Okay, and what? How was Clinton? When I got to Clinton, it was kind of funny because just I was in I was home when MOP was put out the rap song talking about Clinton and Attica, and here I am sitting in the yard looking down the hill, and I'm in Clinton right now. <laughs> you like shit? Yeah. This the fucking this is the jail that he fucking just was rapping about. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was crazy, and I was the youngest guy there. Oh, really? I was the youngest guy there. I was 20 years old. I'm the only one come out. You come out the box. I had a little afro. Yeah. I'm walking around. People are like, what, what this young kid doing here? He don't belong here. And they looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're out there like this and shit. Like- <laughs> when you get to the yard, it's a big gate, and then yeah. there's nothing but sand. Uh-huh. And then you see number of hills with rocks, little cooking, little stove. They got cooking. They cooking everything and shit. And it's like, yo, listen, this is, like, I've never been here before, and it's like something new, totally new. And this is a prison environment. So, G, let me ask you, um, so what else uh, uh, you, you, you started, I mean, like, after that point that you, 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 you studied the law and all that, what happened from that point on? Like, you got out the box and what? I got out the box. Um, at Clinton, I had met some old-timers. I started surrounding myself with other individuals because— they was trying to school me because I was young mm-hmm. on how to bid. And they started explaining to me the different types of energy that you have. And I was explaining to the situated brothers, like, yo, we, why you just got out the box? You just came upstate. What you doing in the box? You got new charges. So he was explaining to me, he said, listen, depending on who you meet, who you befriend is going to determine whether or not you get out of prison or you die in prison. So it's important that you start paying attention and taking advantage of every opportunity that you have. So he sat me down, and he gave me a book, a dictionary, a pen, some envelopes, and he started explaining, listen, you need to start taking notes. And from that day on, he used to explain to me, because he wound up being a Black Panther. Oh, okay. His name Sheikh Noah, God bless his soul. He had passed away. And he started explaining to me about this revolutionary mentality. Because a lot of young kids, either people my age, either was gang-affiliated, and they wind up getting around the wrong people, and or you're going to get peer, um, peer pressured into the situation you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And that was my situation because I had a lot of energy, and I ain't know which way to, to channel it. Yeah, no, no direction and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just taking it out on everybody that yeah. crossed my path that I felt did me wrong. Mm-hmm. So... um. So from that point, what, what else? You, you know, I mean, what you started getting into being that he, you know, you had the OG, you know, breaking it down with, with you. So, what, what did, would you change? Um, I began to study. 
And of course, me studying books, learning about Huey P. Newton, learning about Martin Luther King, Jackie Robinson, everybody that meant something in history. Mm-hmm. I begin to study, and I begin to see it from a whole totally different point of view. Mm-hmm. My perspective changed in the sense that my energy that I had was going in a negative spiral. But I needed to refocus it, reposition it, and start to focus on the right thing. And I began to serve the people. Okay. And that was what Huey believed. Huey believed that two things, observation and participation. If the people could see what you're doing, then they're going to want to do what you're doing. And then I started following what the brothers say. He said, listen, get, start getting, get involved in different activities. Go to alternative violence. Start participating in different things so you start learning more to better yourself. If not, you're gonna be here, you're gonna be stuck in prison. Look around you, look at these guys. That's right. And I turned around and looked, and sure enough, it's a whole bunch of individuals here that just they come outside, do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. So I wound up going to the law library, I wound up studying my case more, trying to get it overturned. Um, I wound up getting in trouble again based on a situation that wasn't mine, but I wanted to stand up and do the right thing. Where what, the po- was, what was that? Yeah, where the police was trying to beat up a guy. You know, they stand in front of this cell. It's, you got four police on one individual, and I'm the only one out doing feet up. So now, of course, come on, this one guy. Y'all want to beat him up? Y'all want to jump him for what? So I wound up standing there. And I wouldn't lock in. I won't lock in to the guy. Listen, you bring him out. You don't have to jump him. You put him in handcuffs. You take him out. But you're not gonna beat him up while I'm standing right here. And that, got, that led me to the box again. So, <laughs> so they took you back to the box, took G? Took me back to the box. But they didn't jump on you or nothing? They didn't jump on me. Told me, listen, put your hands behind your back. Well, that was kind of different, huh? They yeah. didn't jump on you, huh? They didn't jump on me. So, Especially at that jail. But they see yeah, me every day. That's what I'm like, see, what? They didn't jump on you? They didn't jump on me because they saw me every day. I served the people the food. Okay. The same when the food carts come and they want food out the carts, yeah. they take food out the carts. And then now we got to explain why they order extra trays and stuff like that so yeah, they yeah. can eat. Yeah. So it wasn't no issue because they see me every day. I wasn't a threat, but they knew that, okay, this guy, he's not going to lock in. He's serious. Yeah. So they looked at it totally different. So they took you to the box? Took me to the box. And what happened then? Um, I got charged again. I wound up, This time I played guilty because I was dead wrong. And I told them why. I said, listen, they wanted to jump the guy. Period. Yeah. Why are you going to jump him? You want to put him in handcuffs just like you did to me? You put me in handcuffs, took me right out. But no, y'all want to beat him up for whatever reason. Mm. Went to the box. I got out the box. I got transferred to Auburn. And I went around. All different facilities, man. From getting in trouble or? No. It's just been a journey from one facility to another. Sometimes you get disciplinary transfer. Sometimes you can put a preference transfer in. Yeah, yeah, And then you get transferred to different facilities. So did you ever made it to a medium? Yes, I made it to a medium about a good 15 years later. Shit. So from 96, I've been uh, Sing Sing, Kasaki, Clinton, Attica, uh, Wendy, uh, most of the max facilities I've been around. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I did do was play football in prison. That was my sense of, my, my, my sense of positive energy. Yeah. And at Attica, you play tackle football. Mm. You know, even though police bets on the games, you got a certain block you in, and if you good player, the police would try to get you to this particular block, which is B block oh, okay. in Attica. Now I was in E block because that was the block that the police they totally different in Attica. They treat you like a human being, even though the standard is no, you, you're not supposed to. Okay. 
because of the Attica riot and stuff that happened back then. So they feel that this is our jail. Nothing goes on here. The inmates are shit. All that. So that's how you treat you. But the police, that got 20 more years in. They don't want to go through no headaches. They, they just want to come do their time and go home. Mm-hmm. So they treat you totally different than E-Block. Wow. Right. So then what happened? Um, I was in E-Block. We played, we played football. Um, most of the individuals over there, they work the mess hall. You have porter spots. They work mess hall workers. Um, and that was our little thing. We had a little team going on. We played football. We beat up on all the other blocks. Mm-hmm. So B block was the most block that everybody, the police, tried to get individuals there. And they make this super team that they can't be beat because they got all the good players. But in this particular block, we did good. We spanked up on them. So in them all, <clears throat> so you did the rest of the time just moving around? Moving around, different facilities. So in them all, uh, what you, when you came home? I came home in 2017. Wow. So you've been home, uh, you brand new. Just about. I mean, right? <laughs> just about. Shit. Um, and uh, what you been doing? Um, since I got since my release, um, I've been working. I have three jobs, two paid, one is volunteer. Um, I work for the Cases Organization in Brooklyn, the Center for Alternative Sentences and Employment Services. I'm a mentor. Um, I mentor youth on Tuesdays and Thursdays nights from okay. six to eight p.m. We give them essential life skills. Good stuff. Um, take them on field trips. Um, we spend more time when we try to interact with them. Um, right out of the Tompkins um, housing projects. We meet down in the community center. They come down there. Whatever it is that is going on, like we be the big brothers. We try to help them. They need employment. They need schooling. They need money for whatever the organization donates to them. That's real cool, man. Let's give it up for G, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. So and you just straight out of jail, straight out of prison. I'm doing 22 years. 22 years. That's good, man. So what's your other job? Um, my other job is um, I do accessorize slash chauffeur work. Um, like medical trips, I, I drive a car that assists the, like door-to-door service. Pick a patient up, take them to the hospital, drop them off, pick them back up, take them back to their location. Okay. Um, black car is the chauffeur work. I get assigned celebrities, CEOs. They want to do the long-distance trips from New York to Pennsylvania, New York to Connecticut, JFK. Anything Ooh. that, whatever assignments that I get, I'll just get it. And, and you're on parole. And I'm on parole. And how's that? How they, how, so far, how they been treating you? Well, parole is difficult. Um, one of, see, it depends on which parole you get. Because... Like, when I first came home, the first job that I was offered was, um, it was a, it was, oh, I forgot the name of the program. Oh, uh, I can't it's remember okay. the name. It was a job that dealt with individuals. I was going to be a clerk because I worked for the Osborne Association before I got released. And part of work for the Osborne, I was a clerk for them in prison, in the prison environment. And the extension part is when I got out, they was going to employ me full-time mm-hmm. to a $45,000 job a year. 
my parole officer told me that I couldn't get this job because I would be assisting individuals that was on parole, which is a violation of... Of your probation. Right. But I told him, I says, listen, I got trained for this while I was in prison, taking these programs, transitional service facilitator, all these things I got certified for, now it's time for me to utilize them, and you telling me that I can't. I'm not dealing with the individuals personally. Only thing I'm doing is doing clerical work. That's right. it. That's it, yeah. And they gave me a problem. So I started challenging it because I said I, I felt that's wrong because now now you want me because I started challenging some of the stuff like I be, I believed I was right they wanted me to take another anger uh, another anger program they want me to take ART I just took ART in prison why would I have yeah, to come out yeah. here and take it again yeah. but this is what they do when you start challenging things knowing that you're right and they're wrong mm-hmm. um I wanted to get my parole transferred from. Long Island to New York City because of the instrument. It's better now, though. Yeah. So how is it now? How is it, your, your parole? Now um, I'm a level four. I was a level four already. You go first your first six weeks, you go every two weeks, and then they go every four months. So now I'm going every four months. Um, my parole, so she's all right. She don't give me no problems. I'm working. I don't have no issue with curfew, none of that. Um. That's real good, man. That's what's up. So all you got to do is just keep keep working and stay focused. You know what I'm saying, Chief? Right. Um, I want to ask you, um, how what you think about um, uh, uh, prison reform? Prison reform is great, but there's certain aspects of it that now is coming to light. Um, one of the main things that that I, I focus on now that's coming to light is the new brain science of juveniles. When I went to prison. I was a juvenile, 18 years old, yeah. going back to even 15 years old. And one of the things that we was trying to paint the picture to individuals that now they are recognizing that the juvenile brain doesn't get fully developed until age 25. Mm. So you have a lot of kids that was committing crimes that really didn't understand why they was committing crimes. Mm-hmm. And then now you have some individuals, for example, the Sixth Part Jogger Five. Yeah. They was in prison. Yeah. I was in prison with some of them. But they couldn't challenge the law back then because none of the facilities had law libraries in it. None of the juvenile facilities had law libraries in it. However, if you're 13, 14, and 15 years old, you're being charged as an adult in New York State. Yeah. But you give us college, you give us high school, mm-hmm. high school diplomas, you give us everything, but you don't put nobody that's trained in law in these facilities. So now, once the individual who's charged, 15 years old, charged as an adult, transferred to the Department of Corrections, his time limitation is over because he had one year to file a federal behave. So once he gets to the the Department of Corrections at age 21, he can exhaust no legal remedies. Everything is done because they slammed the door on him because they failed to offer a law library in none of the 42 facilities. Now... Here it is, 30-some years later. Now they're saying, yes, the juvenile brain is not fully developed, so they don't understand. Let's go back and correct this. You have people that serve in nine of life. Who got a guy who went to jail at 15 years old. He's 40-something right now, just being released. Damn shame. Yes, in New York State. That's what happens. No, I know that. That's just, that's just the way... System is just 
and for me, like that. Right. And for me, challenging it, I spent most of my time in the law library helping other individuals because I may not have the circumstances. Doesn't mean other people have the circumstances. Absolutely. Some of them have them, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how to litigate them. They don't have the money to, to get a lawyer. They don't have the money to pay some of the ones inside yeah. because they want they want to get paid for their services, mm-hmm. and it's bad. Yeah. So I had to sacrifice that time because if I see something and you want to right or wrong and the guy got the circumstances, yeah. why not file a motion? Yeah. You understand? I rather want, I want to see him on the side return with his family. So mm-hmm. my whole perspective changed, and I wound up serving the people. So, G, um... You 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 know you, you know your shit, man. So you just gotta stay focused, man. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? And you gonna and you gonna be good. I can see that you you know what I mean. You got it. You know what I mean. You look good, man. You know what I'm saying. Thank I want to thank you a lot, man, for coming by and all that. You know what I'm saying. It was a thank pleasure you. having you and all that. You know what I'm saying. This is this is a platform. You know what I'm saying for brothers like like yourself that's coming home. You know what I'm saying for be able to come out. You know what I'm saying and and express how you feel about shit. You know what I'm saying and, and share your knowledge. You know what I'm saying with the youth. Because this is what we we do this this platform dog in the yards for the youth, you know what I'm saying? Because we we already lived our way, we learned the hard way. So you know, it's a bunch of kids just like just when you just like you was yourself. You was 18 years old, like you know what I'm saying? Like you were a kid. 22 years of my life That's behind bars. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? 22 fucking years. That shit is a long time. You know what I'm saying? So you know um. I just want to thank you, man, for coming, man. You know what I'm saying? And sharing your knowledge and all that with us, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And all no that. Right, my brother. Thank you. Yes, sure. You're welcome. First and foremost, let me thank my brother G for coming through from Brooklyn. Um, you know, listen, man. You're 18 years old, going to see 74 Rikers Island, bunch of adolescents. You're trying to get a hold of your family, your loved ones. You know, they fronting, not trying to get them on the phone. He, you know, he wound up cutting somebody with a razor, going to state 30 days, you know, cutting somebody else, catching another case. He didn't start off right, but at the end of the day, he got through it, you know what I'm saying? And he learned from it, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, man, you know, I want to thank G, you know what I'm saying, sincerely for coming through, man, and opening up with us and all that, keeping it 100 on this platform that is designed for that, you know what I'm saying, for that purpose, you feel me? So with that being said, it's your boy, Pistol P. Until next time, y'all talk. Splash. One, two. This is a step. This is a gangsters do it. Splash. Step. One, two. I'm in a whole lot of zones. Songs, they look like kaleidoscopes. I got the white for the white boy that's sniffing the shit in these feet on the slopes. I got the can for that lady that thinks she could take it, but know that she can't. I got that work for that work that's gonna work.